0: Welcome to The World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my
1: friend? Man, I am great. Uh, we're here on a bonus show, doing a, a kind of a last-minute kind of thing, and uh, we—I mean, how could we not, though, have a show about the Falcon Heavy launch? I mean, well, we you, know to, right? like, you know what this is like—you know—in the
0: movies when the kid's out in the street and he's going extra, extra, right? That's what this. Yeah, exactly. is. Exactly. This is our extra, extra
1: show. We're so doing an extra show.
0: Because, you know, we said it was coming, but then when it happened, it occurred to us that we had to do a show about it because uh, we've already recorded. Frankly, I'll just go ahead and admit we've already recorded our Friday show, so we can't do justice to the topic then. So we got to talk about it now in real time because it's it's just
1: it's just that exciting, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Phil, have you ever seen anything uh, as close to sci fi in real life in your life, I mean you know we got we got you know I guess we can kind of relive the whole thing a little bit uh, I, I suspect our audience would uh would would, would give us that you know yeah. I mean, they
0: well, if you haven't lived it yet, live it, folks. watch the video yeah. it's so awesome and I, I watched it with my kids, and you know we were looking at the pictures today. Of Starman in his car you know the video of wrong. him going past the earth and heading on out into space and the behind the behind over the shoulder view with the with the dashboard with the don't panic message and this is just this is well done okay this is just yeah this is this is a very well put together on uh, in one sense it's wrong to use these words but i don't know what else to call it publicity stunt no it's not that it's like a big big mega piece of performance art that Elon Musk. Yeah, was doing. but
1: on that's, top that's of that's what it is, and it's something a huge NASA technological never, achievement. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge technological achievement, but he made it beautiful at the same yeah. time. That's something that NASA never really got the hang of. I mean, they took us to the moon, and uh, people were tired of watching by about the second or third time that we went. It was just you know they they managed to make it kind of boring, and uh, I, I j- you just. You just don't feel that uh, Elon Musk has that in him to be boring. You know the, the brilliance of the cross promotion for his car, right? And uh, yes, you know, I mean, just it's it was it was funny. It was uh, it was awesome, and he's showing off the spacesuit. That's an actual spacesuit. That's not that's an market. actual
0: spacesuit that Starman is wearing.
1: Actually, I right. assume that
0: that's all Starman is, right? It's just this kind of a stuffed right. spacesuit space and, uh, and a
1: mannequin is what is what he is. There is something stuffed inside there to keep the shape of the spacesuit, right? Right. Uh, but uh, you know, he's got his hand on the steering wheel, and of course, the, his other arms on the uh, is, on, is on the window, and yeah. uh, you know, he's just, just out for a drive. He's, he's cruising. He's cruising. Yeah. He's having a good time, right? It's awesome.
0: A near. Well, perfect, I had invited uh, uh, P.J. Manny to, to join us because I, I know she was she was very psyched about this too. I saw her comments on it on Facebook, and one of the things that was very cool
1: was the. Inclusion of music by David Bowie at the launch, which was oh, just, yeah, she's a awesome. huge David Bowie fan, and I know that I mean she was probably she probably shed a tear over that, and many of us did. Uh, it was just, I mean, it was poignant, and uh, it was it was a good moment, good moment. Well, what's funny that, is
0: I, I, in in one Facebook thread she had written they he can call him Starman if he wants, but as far as I'm concerned it's Major Tom, and I wrote I wrote a comment I said he's not really Major Tom unless he disappears. And then this morning we get this announcement. Oh, it looks like we've overshot. We're not going to the Mars orbit. We're going,
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going out into the, the asteroid belt. I'm like, oh, okay, he's major. To he's Yeah, he's, the spaceship
0: knows which way to go. You know, he's okay. <laughs> his spaceship knows the way to go. It's like once you <laughs> you know right. what once you fire that Tesla up, you no know, telling where you're going to stop. Right. That's the, not, way, that's that the way it
1: goes. Way. Uh, well, you know, there, in addition to the uh, you know the tribute to David Bowie, uh, uh, it was also Douglas Adams. Right. I mean that. Uh, a panicous, a Don't panic it's got, Douglas right? Adams. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And it and seems so like
0: uh, I, as I was listening to it and reading about it, there are uh, numerous other references to things. I, I think there's not much missed by the either Musk or the folks who were putting this event together. They were they were firing on all cylinders for this. And it's interesting that you say that about how it feels like science fiction come to life. I really do feel that. Robert A. Heinlein could have written this in the 50s, you know? I mean, right, he almost right. did, right, with The Man Who Sold the Moon. There is so much of this that could have been written as a science fiction novel a few decades ago, and now we're living in it. And that is just the, the coolest thing. I think what what Musk is doing, what he's valiantly fighting for, is the future that a lot of us thought we were going to get when we were kids and right. never panned out. And now, and now a few years later, it's showing up. And
1: well, I, I've got to hand it to you, There are hardly Phil, any words you
0: to convey how awesome that is. You know, that's just amazing.
1: Well, uh, I've got to hand it to you, Phil, because you you, uh, you you said something on the on the retirement of the space shuttle. I was just a little bit bummed, right? I mean, we're, we're yeah. retreating even from low Earth orbit, Phil. This is yeah. terrible. And and your response was, "Hey, you know, the next model is is sitting uh, there at NASA, and it's going to come from SpaceX, and it's going to be fine." Yeah, and, in fact, uh, I was
0: just answering your question because you were like, "Well, where's the next? Yeah, where's the next space mission going to come from?" I said, "Well, I'll tell you where. You got to go look at SpaceX. They're building the rockets, and 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 here we are now doing things NASA hasn't tried to do in a while, and succeeding, which is which is incredible. I, I noticed a comment from somebody on Facebook. I saw that right before we started recording the show. They said that." where our space program is rapidly working its way back to where it was 50 years ago. And I'm like I understand that sentiment, but I don't think that's true. I think that yeah. where we were 50 years ago was one thing and where we're going now is it, it's a it's a very different place that we couldn't be if we hadn't done the things we did 50 years ago. I think he specifically right. meant going to the moon, right, which we haven't done. Right. But but we're we're closing back in on it because although the Falcon Heavy doesn't have the same thrust as the Saturn V. It's the next best thing to a Saturn V, and it is so much better of a system in so many ways than a Saturn V. I mean, one of the most exciting things for me about watching that launch yesterday, and it was just just wonderful, just wonderful watching the rocket in flight. It's just wonderful watching the parts fall away and watching the, the car flying through. I mean, all of that was cool, but I don't think I've seen anything in my life As cool as those two rockets landing at the same time, right? It's like, oh well, here come the two parts, right? I mean, it's just the whole system is perfect. It it is, you know, it is a well-designed, elegant system for putting heavy things into space. It's it's got the reusable elements of the space shuttle. It's got the huge thrust of the Saturn V. It's got all the modern. Technology and it's got this visionary behind it who says we're going to go put people on Mars. So I, you know I feel like we're in a completely new place in space that we've never been before. Oh yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Well, and and we shouldn't discount the uh, the effect of uh, uh, of computation. Uh, we we have very cheap and powerful computers by comparison to uh, to what we had uh, in, the, right. in the 60s, and uh, that's huge. You know, we can model this stuff. We can make more complicated rockets and and engineer for a particular situation a lot more efficiently and a lot. You know, I mean, we we were you know cutting every corner possible to get to the moon uh, before the end of uh, the '60s, and uh, we we barely managed it, uh, but we did it, and uh, and so that's uh, you know, but. But it was, you know, talk about that was a publicity stunt in a way. I mean, we, we had to beat the Russians to the moon, and we managed to do that. But uh, it, it was not it was not a sustainable program. We didn't we didn't go for a reason other than to beat the Russians, and um, and you know that's that's not uh, the model that's being pursued now. We're going right. for other reasons. And right, uh, absolutely. I, so I think if we're not going to call Musk a publicity stunt, we shouldn't call
0: Apollo a publicity stunt either. Uh, y- y- you know, uh, I-, I feel like that phrase just is wrong. Um, it was it was bigger than that. It was a front in the Cold War back then, and we right, won, right. by the way. So that's okay. That's I'll deal awesome. with that. I'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is performance art, and it's like evolution in action. So I mean, uh, I'm as, as psyched as I am about the traditional space program. This is pretty cool. I got to say, this is, this right. is pretty great. I, and we talked just on Monday, we talked about how important it is that the private sector is taking the lead now in moving into space and you can just feel it. You, you can, in every aspect of what you see happening with that launch, you feel well, the I wanted to, uh
1: I wanted to kind of bring in some thoughts from Brian Wong from the okay. next big future. I, uh, um, I, you know, we, we decided to do this like, you know, an hour ago, Phil. And so uh, we weren't able to get, uh, Brian on the show either, but he had so much to say on his blog, next big future that, I, you know, I, I thought, uh, you know, thought not we just kind of say, Brian here, you know, we're, we're going to throw your ideas out here. And, uh, and so one of the, one of the uh, things he published was this, this is a, uh, a game changer for, uh, the defense department. Okay. I mean, they're, um, we are seeing uh, a technically and economically superior alternative. He says, uh, it can kill about $30 billion in waste and, uh mm-hmm. it only costs 500 million to develop versus a similar system that, uh, the U S uh, government's trying to put together and it's spent 11 billion on. Right. Okay. That's right. what is that like 20 times, um, uh, what was spent for Falcon heavy. And, uh, no no flights yet there are going to be a, a perhaps a flight in 2019 for this 11 billion dollar system and uh, it, it won't get uh, close to the space heavy uh, excuse excuse me SpaceX heavy uh, launch ca- uh, capability and it won't be reusable right uh so you know it costs 10 to 20 times more to fly that system so you know i mean um it's uh at some point you know we we may need to reevaluate um you know you know why we are spending that money when uh, we can just contract it right uh, to the private sector and not not necessarily just SpaceX there are other companies too that are uh, that are entering the sector and uh, you know um,
0: I think for that particular system it 's going to be it 's going to be hard for NASA to let go, but right. they 'll be the ones who ultimately make the call because think think how much more you can do right with a five hundred million dollar oh, wow. rocket versus
1: an 11 billion dollar rocket. I mean, you know I mean? Talk about a budget magnifier. If you're interested in actually getting stuff done in space, right. You know, you could, you could take the same money and do 10 times as much stuff, 10 to 20 times as much stuff. And And, you know, it just, it just makes sense. I don't know. And, uh, and not just them, but also defense contractors and every, you know, just the whole, the whole group, um, the whole government should reevaluate where they're at on that. And I, I completely agree with Brian on that. It's, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty amazing how how cheaply this was delivered, and uh, you know, it's it, government is just you know it's just not necessarily the best way to get something done cheaply. Sometimes it's the only way to get something done, and uh, you know, we were not going to the moon without a government project in the sixties. Right.
0: Well, just, the other the other thing is that that's the key is is who's managing the build because ultimately it's always right. sourced out to contractors anyway and right. the th- the thing is there's clearly there is a process going on with the the current what's it called Orion program that is probably you know there's massive redundancy built in they probably had to go through multiple vendors there's each component is probably being made by a separate vendor you know what i mean and, and and it's all being done according to a playbook that NASA developed in the '60s and '70s, and I'm not criticizing that playbook. You don't have to criticize it. All I have to say is, look, there's obviously another way to do this. There, yeah. there is, there is another way to approach this.
1: And well, you can, I mean, if you're, if you're going to
0: buy your rocket from somebody else anyway, right? Right. Here's the guy to buy your rocket from, right? Because he, he can, he's, he's making well, it, them good it, the and whole, cheap.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be uh, critical here, and uh, you can, you can dial me back, Phil, if you care to, but. The whole thing is unimaginative. Um, it looks like the shuttle without a shuttle on it. The whole, I mean, it just, I mean, it's, you know, what's, what's the, uh, the, you know, the least amount of creativity we can put into coming up with the next system. Let's do this. You know, just take the shuttle off. It's, uh, I know there's more to it than that. I, I realize that. But it's, it just, it just comes across as, you know, just you know, old school. Old school, and and uh, and, it, and it looks and, and and it suffers by comparison to the Falcon Heavy and everyone.
0: Well, for one thing, it looks like it, it, it kind of it looks a lot like the uh, the uh, Falcon Heavy. It's just not as not as cool, not as sleek. But uh, the other thing is, it it looks like as the space shuttle was, as Apollo was, as everything that's happened with NASA has, has always been. It looks like somebody had a great idea and it got scaled way down right right and and even scaled down its eleven billion dollars now, what Elon Musk has done is he 's taken a good idea and he 's scaled it up right that 's the other difference is is the bureaucracy that always squeezes the creativity out and lands you with a, a committee approved project that i 'm sure would work right i right. 'm sure it 's a good rocket there 's no question about that, but it, it doesn't it doesn 't have the same juice right it's, it doesn 't have the same. It's not the result of the same kind of creative process as what it seems to me that that Elon Musk is doing. So no, I, I would I would agree with you completely. I, I have not been a big fanboy of the of the Orion rocket. It's, it
1: has always seemed to me like well, well, too little, too late. And here, here's another thing, Phil. It's uh, if if NASA were to have produced the Falcon Heavy, they would they would be sitting on that laurel for thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just I'm just you know that's just that's just government for you there if, if uh if that if that if they had produced something as awesome as that that's where we would be from now on basically uh but I mean um, Musk's company is moving on to the BFR next year and he's not even going to bother to try to get the Falcon Heavy licensed for uh for uh for human um uh travel he's yeah. he's he's uh looking ahead to the BFR and that's that's how he's going to send humans into uh, space. Is is uh, the big Falcon rocket, not not uh, the Falcon Heavy. And so he's it's uh, you know, it's, a, it's a single stage. So when do we see orbit, that launch? When does the big Falcon rocket launch? He's it, it, talking about launching it next year. So now, awesome. it's, it's, I mean, if you just want to go to if you just want to go to low Earth, earth orbit, you can actually get to low Earth orbit single stage. That's never been mm-hmm. done before. Yeah. Um and if you if you want to go further, you can uh have a second stage and uh, you know go pretty much wh- where you want. You could go uh you could launch with a um with a, uh with a second stage and uh get, get into orbit and then actually refuel in in orbit and go to Mars with it. Or you could go to you could go to the moon. Something a little more far fetched is using it as a transportation uh vehicle. Uh, to get people anywhere in the world in like twenty or thirty minutes, I don't think about. I, I don't think that's as likely. But I mean, that's I problem.
0: don't know. You uh, watched that launch yesterday. Wouldn't you like to write on that thing, man? Oh man, I mean, on. yeah, I'd, I'd sign
1: up. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, y- you've got a bit of a noise issue with rocketry. It's I, I don't see it as something that would be that uh, could challenge uh, aircraft travel too easily.
0: No. Yeah, well, perhaps uh, not. I, I, I'll tell you what, though, if you if you could do just like the New York to Tokyo flights, right, you, you, yeah. where you launch it from someplace outside the city in New York and you land someplace in the harbor in Tokyo, right? I don't know, right. maybe it would work. But it, it's yeah. it, it's true; it's not going to replace the commuter flight uh, puddle jumps and, and that kind of stuff. But maybe a few international routes actually could could actually be done that way. Anyway, I, I'm at the point now where I don't rule anything out. I've kind of yeah. I, I I live in this. You know, it's, it's Elon Musk's planet. We're just living on it. So, if, if, <laughs> Exactly. If, if, he, if he says we're going to have commercial rocket flights, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe we will. Anybody else said it? Maybe they, nah. we yeah. but.
1: And, of course, uh, Brian had so much more to say in his blog, so let me, uh, let me bring up the next story here. Uh, the Falcon Heavy proved the computer software for designing the big Falcon rocket. So he's using the same you know, computer design package. Uh, to produce the, uh, the, uh, the big Falcon rocket. And, and um, uh, don't you know that, uh, he's feeling a little more confident after such a successful launch. Now we should mention, we should mention that it was not 100% perfect. I'd, I'd give it a 99%, uh, 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 perfection on the launch because, uh, they did not recover the, uh, the central stage. It crashed, uh, as they were trying to land it on the, uh, um, on the barge. But come on. I mean, uh, you know, well, so yeah, no so did, so no one else. Part, pardon my enthusiasm
0: earlier when I said it was perfect, but those rock, those two, the two side ones landing, that was perfect, and
1: that's yeah. just incredible. I mean, so. simultaneously, what a thing of beauty that was. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, within just within just a few seconds of that, uh, the the central stage uh, hit the uh, hit that hit that barge out there sure. and kind of did a glancing blow. Caught, cause damage. There's a reason that barge is a drone barge. right? And kind of hit the ocean about 300 miles per hour. It, 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 only one or two of the engines uh, re, relit for landing on the central mm. uh, on, the, on the central uh, you know Falcon. So I was just going to say I feel I feel kind of bad even making a criticism of that because no one else even tries to do it.
0: So, well, but yeah. but we, we got to be honest, though. I mean, let's let's you know we we don't want to be just total fanboys. So yeah, right. it's like they lost the center stage, and you want that to work. And also, they overshot. Right. I, I see that Musk has spun that as see it's even better than we thought. But it's like yeah, it's also yeah, we went, it went different
1: someplace well. other than where you said, <laughs> right? You yeah, know. So yeah, I mean, exactly. You if you want to, you 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 know if you're going to do the called shot, you can't. Uh, you know, you can't you can't say that you you know say, hey, we even did better. Well, no, no. Yeah, it shocked.
0: went even better. I mean, when you got people up there, you got to get them to Mars. You know, you can't say, hey, That's look, right. we sent we them, the them to the asteroid That's asteroids. even better. That's
1: not cool. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, so,
0: but even with those lumps, it's still just it, it, it's so exciting, and it's it's just so much fun
1: having this having this
0: going on right now right uh, so, and uh, let's uh, count it.
1: it was 17 it was 17 successful falcon landings before this launched, and then they, uh, of course they landed at 18 and 19 and crashed 20 right so that was right that was they, they landed successfully 19 falcons before they crashed that's, that's pretty great uh, pretty great recovery record for those things and, and, and you know and you're trying to do something new here so uh, I'm inclined to give him a break on it, but uh, you know we can't say it was 100 percent successful. Right, right. And
0: I think the thing is, he can try 22 times for every one time NASA can try with Orion. That's really right. the difference right there. I mean, that's, that's the key. And he has had launches that have gone bad. He's had landings that have gone bad. He's had rockets blow up. And he's pushed on. And you know what this really is when you think about it? It's, it's interesting when you start thinking about the difference between the NASA program and what SpaceX is doing, NASA program is like it, it's like traditional engineering, and SpaceX is like it's like lean manufacturing, right?
1: It's, right, it's like agile
0: right. software development. It's it's this new software-driven approach to things, and it lets you iterate quickly, and you come up with a minim- minimum viable product. I'm sure they would never use the term minimum viable product or any language like that to describe a, a rocket that they're actually launching, but it's sort of that idea, right? That you get it, that you, that you make but a good enough we can't, solution. We can't and it,
1: downplay, yeah, we can't uh, for a second uh, bypass the reusable aspect of it. He, that's he right. put it. he put the numbers this way. He said you could uh, crash a Cessna you know, and or you could buy every seat on a seven forty seven. It'll cost about the same. You know, right. provided you don't crash a seven forty seven. Right. If you got a reusable seven forty seven, you can buy every seat for the price of crashing a Cessna. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, uh, that that tells you something about, you know, how the reusability creates a capability to do things that you never could do otherwise. And so it's exciting, man. It's very exciting.
0: Very exciting stuff. Well, I'm glad we I'm glad we took some time to talk about it. Have we hit all the
1: hit all the points we wanted to hit, or is there more to say? I think we pretty much did. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we hit. I think we hit it. And uh, uh, thanks a lot to uh, Brian Wong and all he wrote at the uh, Yeah, thank, Brian. The once again. Get, You know
0: the mystery guest,
1: the ghost guest. You know you've heard of a guest host. We 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 have a a guest ghost. He's been on the show many times, and we love the guy. We just couldn't get him on the show fast enough. So uh, we 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 didn't put this together fast enough. So Brian, we'll
0: have you back on again soon. We'll talk about this. I know you got a lot of other stuff, interesting stuff you're working on too. So we'll 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 touch on all of that as well. PJ, also we will have you back on again soon. I know you would have liked to have been here to talk about this. So we'll catch up again. But we had to do it. It was too exciting not to do it. And Yep. there it is folks. Hope you enjoyed your bonus edition of World Transform. Guess what? We will be back again on Friday with a brand new show. Look forward to having you all with us then. Hey, Stephen, thanks a lot for putting this together today. This was uh hey, no problem. This was a lot of fun. And until next time,
1: live to see it.